It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon. This is, of course, the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets. I'm Carl Rotter and Danny Akia. Uh, Danny, interesting day. Um, I don't know if we've had a look at volumes, but I dare say probably a little light. Uh, and it's uh, it's been a pretty flat end to the day's trade. We'll get the CBO 200 up. I think that's slightly higher, but the ASX 200 basically yep. where it was where it started the session. Flat as a tack. Might almost say it's a little bit on life support at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, there was, uh, when I checked in earlier, and I'm just going to check in again. Let's just have a look at how some of the sectors performed. It is all in the materials. So we are talking the big miners, BHP up about 1.4%. Fortescue didn't find the love. Um, some of the lithium players, Pilbara still on a run of up about 3.5%. And the gold miners also running. So uh, I think people were looking for something to do while they wait for those US earnings numbers. And uh, I suppose it made sense after the China GDP. Let's go back to resources. Let's go back to our favourite Aussie plays. Yeah, we uh, of course had a great discussion yesterday with a few people about that Chinese data and, and maybe it is working its way through our mining sector because effectively I think if it weren't for the materials pushing higher, and this might take us to our three themes I suppose, uh, if we weren't for the uh, the, the, the miners, uh, broadly speaking, we wouldn't be well. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be negative was, for the session. Absolutely, there was uh, there was no love for the other sectors today. Um, if I just have a quick peek here, we'll yeah, consumer the, yeah. discretionary down about one point two percent. Yeah, but let's run through some of those um, metals and miners. They've all been firmer. Yeah, they have been, and uh, well. Uh, with, Getting on to the, the three themes here, China, 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 it seems to be the story today. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're really focusing on um, locally as well, with those better than expected GDP figures still, I guess, being digested by the markets. Um, but I thought I'd truck in subtly. It's hard to put italics into the system, so it's hard to, 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 to communicate this here. Uh, but could we be any more bearish? We wanted to talk about that Bank of America uh, yeah, survey, which, yeah. I mean, pointed to the fact that cash levels are as high as they've been, I think, since the GFC was Correct. the date. And yep. uh, the, the allocation to bonds yep. versus equity is also really high. So yep. Yep. maybe a contrarian signal there. Well, maybe, maybe is it, you know, everyone's so bearish, it's bullish. But really, you know, we kind of go around in a little bit circle there, don't we, in mm. terms of like, you know, I was just speaking to uh, somebody about the US, the mighty US bond market. And, mm -hmm. you know, they are looking at something potentially happening down the track. So it's really interesting at the moment. We really are on that tightrope. The 
you know, the tug of war continues to go on. Who is right? Yeah, and uh, just what I put in there too, rolling with the punches. Most of all, speaking about the US markets, which saw the VIX drop to 16 mm. in the last mm. few days. There's lots Complacency. of Complacency. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the word. You know, there's lots sort of technical uh, reasons that, that could be occurring that, um, you know, maybe makes this sort of situation slightly unique. But I mean... You've seen, I was just going to say just on that, because mm. the move index, the bond move index mm. for volatility has also come down. So you're kind of seeing a backing up of yields going on. So a lot of that uncertainty and risk off that came through with the banking collapse is sort of backing out of the markets at the moment with those US bank earnings. But, you know, there's a lot of people saying out there that we're not through the worst. And, uh, you know, so it could be just markets doing what markets do, which is basically the overreacted to the downside. And they're just, you know, coming back the other side. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, kind and of how I'm uh, reading it. Of course. And uh, we're a few days away where we can just start rubbing on about uh, Sully May and go away. <laughs> we'll see if that happens to hold true uh, as well. Hopefully we don't fuels. rabbit. Uh, Hopefully we've developed a better discourse than rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you, you, you do. I, I can only promise rabbiting. But um, let's get to some of the local news uh, on uh, the corporate front because AMP uh, said its net cash outflows for its flagship Australian wealth management business were 30% lower in Q1 while the banking unit's credit quality remained strong. AMP Bank's loan book grew compared with the last quarter, while lending margins were largely in line with a year ago. Momentum in loan applications was improving despite higher interest rates in the country. Transurban has also announced that its financing vehicle has priced 650 million euros of secured 10-year notes in the eurobond market. All proceeds will be swapped into Aussie dollars and will be used to finance its development pipeline and other corporate purposes and in maybe the news of the day too, Danny Star Entertainment has said it's yes. experiencing a significant and rapid deterioration in operating conditions, particularly at the Star Sydney and the Star Gold Coast, um, pointing to potentially uh, uh, potential layoffs going forward and signalling perhaps that the demand or con- uh, consumer discretionary spending is being hit reasonably hard and that's uh, going to have a, an impact on earnings yeah. going forward. So, um, oh, I don't know. Just, Canary just, before, just before we go there, just really quickly, the British consumer, uh, the CPI has come out. It fell um, to 10.1% from 10.4%, which are probably, uh, given that they're expecting 9.8% in March, uh, probably the markets will be... Uh, a little bit disappointed with that one. But yeah, let's move on to stock of the day because it was really exciting uh, in the call, apart from me mispronouncing a company, which was rather embarrassing. But we had Telix Pharmaceuticals as the stock of the day, Henry Jennings and Andrew, and I've forgotten how to pronounce White Wyland. Well, Thank you. Uh, Violence, we were, we were told I, today. I got Violence. it right. Yes, Violence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both really like. Telix Pharmaceuticals, two buyers, so a double buyer, as Nadine likes to say, and a company that is really putting the runs on the board in terms of uh, generating cash flows, their products are working, they've got that contract recently over in the US. So a double buy on Telix, and it was one of the top performers today. It is pricey. It's undoubtedly pricey, but it's got lots of momentum, lots of good news. I like it. Why don't, why don't we start on a positive note? Why don't we say it's a positive I think we're going to. I mean, this to me is, I, I kind of call them penguin stocks, um, and I know that's a bit weird, but um, there comes a time when all the penguins are on the ice floe, and then you get one that jumps in the water, and then everybody jumps afterwards. 
And we see that a lot with uh, medical device companies, biotech companies. Once you get some traction, once the first penguin jumps, the other penguins follow. These guys have had lots of penguins jumping. The revenue's doing pretty well. They've got a nice build up of cash. Stock price is doing well there. When, when you get it right in biotech land. There you go, a lesson in investing and perhaps zoology there as well from Henry Jennings, <laughs> it has to be said. Um, but uh, let's talk about your view, Danny. Um, obviously, uh, pended again today. W- what do you have for us? Yeah, so basically, I just gave the case for the bulls and the bears. Mm. And uh, I thought it was about time to try and draw a, a line in the sand and say, this is what the bulls are looking for. And the bears are getting really frustrated. And investors who are sitting on the bearish side are probably getting really frustrated. So just a little summary there. That Canadian CPI number was actually really, really good. Um, And uh, that would be lending some support to some of those bulls, the inflation narrative, inflation coming down, and we're really close to the end of the hiking cycle. But uh, yeah, so you'll have to read the view. As always, tuck into that. Uh, But let's get to our guest for the COB today. Mark Gardner from Macro Capital joins us now. Um, Good afternoon, guys. Good to see you. Um, These sorts of flat markets, I guess it's tempting to start while they're getting getting sort of itchy fingers. What are you you doing at the moment? Just trying to sit to the sidelines, wait until this kind of... uh, I guess lacklustre sort of performance perhaps yeah, plays out. How do you go? There's the bulls and the bears and the board, basically. <laughs> and I'm in the, uh, the three Bs. I'm, I'm in the third category. Um, look, we, we took up a fairly decent size allocation in um, you know, some high yield corporate bonds, getting paid to sit in the sidelines at the moment, which is keeping my uh, itchy trigger finger safely um, in my pocket instead of uh, trying to chase. Um, and that feeling of FOMO and uh, buying here at at, um, at highs. So, you know, these, these sort of periods, we've had 18 months or more of, you know, fairly elevated volatility. So it's actually, you know, you, to utilise your time to, you know, go, maybe go and look, um, have a shopping list for both scenarios. Um, you know, if we do get a, if we do get the softest of landings and, and, um, and the bull case is correct, well, you know, go and, go and put a scenario in place and choose some stocks that you might want to be on uh, in that case um, and vice versa. Obviously, you know, if we get the reverse and we start to see um, the, the sell in May um, uh, pattern pan out, well, you know, have a sh- you know, if you're sitting in cash, have a shopping list and, um, and make sure that you're uh, you're behaving rationally when the markets get get really erratic again. So, um, and that's sort of what we're doing using our time at the moment. Um, we've still got fairly high cash balances, but there's still there's still opportunities out there to pick up laggards if you know if we if we extend this rally. Um, conversely, you know there's there's a whole heap of really good companies that um, we'd like to be getting you know at, at low PEs and cheap prices um, you know for for like long term for the uh, portfolios. Yeah, so you've got a couple of stocks there for us, don't you, Mark? Yeah, in terms just of the shopping list. In terms of the shopping list, well, with Tesla out tonight, um, you know they've obviously cut their prices five mm. times this year. There's going to be really uh, close focus on the margins and whether they've achieved those economies of scale. Do you, so, do you like Tesla? Is this one of the stocks that if it really had like a twenty percent pullback off the back of these results, which is not unreasonable. It can be very volatile. Would you be dipping your toe into that? Uh, look, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't bet against Elon Musk. Um, I know he's not particularly popular, but um, you know he's largely revolutionised about three industries now <laughs> in his lifetime. So, um, you know, I, I think they're 
um, tonight, obviously, the improved you know economics of the business, or if they've improved, will be the big deciding factor. Um, Obviously, he, you know, people love to hate Elon, so you know, the people will probably revel in any bad result. But um, if they have managed to, you know, um, bring those prices down um, and it hasn't affected margins and things, well, you know, we could get a, good, a really good result. So, but it, largely, they've had a couple of um, some announcements around batteries and things, and I just sort of we got a few buys, a large cap, medium cap, and a um, and an upcoming IPO in the battery mineral space. So obviously, we've um, you know the lithium space particularly. There's a lot of analyst views and it flows back and forth, but it's really important to sort of, you know, do those numbers yourself so you don't get caught up in the noise. Um, obviously, seen a bounce back in P the likes of PLS and Alcom in the last f couple of days, but, you know, it's swinging around 20% on a, on a whim at the moment. But mineral resources is one that um, quite liking the look at the value there at the moment. Um, obviously, being pinned down by the, the, the plummet and the lithium prices and then... Obviously, as the lithium prices have slight, well stabilised or slightly improved in China, then iron ore sort of you know gone and hit those five month lows. So, I think both of their businesses are, are very good. Their mining services business as well, um, you know, enables it to spread its spread its wings into all sorts of other. Um, you know other mines as well. So at the moment, it's um, like most analysts are expecting this thing to double EPS and, D and DPS um, for the next two years running. So I think it's had three upgrades: UBS, Macquarie, and Morgan's over the last couple of days, and it is presenting pretty good value there. Um, and, and particularly that uh, stake in essential, um, I think, it's essential metals (EWS). Um, you know, is, it may, means they've now got two fairly significant lithium projects. Um, but the other two are sort of. Much much smaller cap. Um, BKT, um, it's BlackRock Mining, um, Macquarie's initiated coverage on this. We've held this for a while. This is in that natural graphite space. So these are the sort of the forgotten about um, minerals apart from lithium. And um, you know, there's actually more graphite in a lithium battery than there is lithium. And um, and they, these guys have got the uh, what will be the fourth largest deposit globally for natural flakes. So they've, um, they've ticked all their boxes so far. They're on schedule. They've got a partnership. Um, with the Tanzanian government, um, which is an area which is politically stable on the east coast, um, which has further brought down their um, their margins because it's enabled them to get rail and power. Um, they've sold eighty percent of um, of the mine and um, the first the first stage of production already. Um, and POSCO's uh, agreed to buy thirty two percent of mm -hmm. all offtake um, for the life of the mine, which is twenty six years. It's it's quite a big uh, quite a big project. So they're, they're probably coming into production to, towards the end of this year, early next year. But um, and they're well capitalised. They basically they're they're in the process at the moment of uh, which is why the price is so depressed um, of securing their final um, you know final financing for uh, construction. But um, I mean, Macquarie's put a put a price target with one hundred percent you know twenty eight cents. It's around about the fourteen mark at the moment. But um, they seem to have delivered the whole way along. And um, and the last one's another is one of the rare earths, which looping back to Tesla. They announced they were going to remove the um, you know, rare earths from their batteries. I think this is more out of concern about supply chain uh, with China dominating. Is um, uh, Myanmar and China are ninety percent of rare earths production. Ninety nine percent of it's actually refined in China. So these guys are in uh, in Malawi, which is a neighbour of Tanzania. Um, good port infrastructure, rail infrastructure, politically stable since the sixties. Commonwealth nation. So, um, but these guys have got heavy rare earths, which is these permanent magnets, um, which. 
know, while, whilst Tesla's toying with the idea of using these ferrite-based batteries, they, their power-to-weight ratio is nowhere near as good, and that's so important with these vehicles because um, these companies are always constantly wanting to extend range. So, I think if these if these battery um, manufacturers can get you know secure supply from projects like this, and there is a few um, projects popping up in Africa now with these rare earths, um, you know I think they'll be they'll be largely scrambling to get them because they will they have a technological advantage. And these heavy rare earths are um, you know, their margins are like they're eight times the price of the light rare earths. Um, they're they're very essential. Increases the density, increases the life of the battery, and also. Um, quickens the charging um, of, of them as well. So that one comes online uh, late this quarter. Sorry, uh, DY6, um, which is uh, DY6 Metals. Um, they've got three projects. They do have a smaller project in there as well, um, which has got copper, um, platinum, palladium, um, and nickel as well. But uh, the main focus is the rare earths, and uh, they'll, they'll have a pretty short turnaround for drilling results. So I think once the capital's raised, it goes immediately into drilling. They're ready to go, and you'll probably get a, a decent use cycle um, you know, fairly swiftly. So you know, three businesses that are at very different stages, um, but obviously playing on all of them playing on some pretty large supply gaps um, that are probably going to materialise in the market, particularly graphite. Um, graphite needs the most amount of mines out of any commodity at the moment um, to fill the supply gap, and you can't obviously, you know, there may be a lot of um, lithium producers coming online, but without the graphite to make the batteries as well, I mean, they run into supply gap problems there anyway. So, um, so yeah, it's a little bit further down the uh, the battery production chain there, but they're, they're three fairly decent opportunities. Um, and Rare Earths has been pretty popular at the moment. Um, China's got a history of, of um, stopping export and it's seen prices spike pretty heavily outside of China um, for those commodities. So it might be the right place, right time for, um, for that little IPO. Interesting. And with all these names too, I mean, these stocks often get caught in the hype train when, when it rolls around and, and then eventually stops. Do you find these uh, all decent valuations where they are now? I mean, they're not sort of caught in any sort of, again, hype cycle that means they might be a bit, a bit too expensive? Uh, no, look, BKT particularly is in that orphan phase on the Lausanne curve, which is the mining um, cycle curve. Um, so you, you'll look to, you know, generally um, you will look to see institutional investors start to wade in. Um, that was why, you know, with Macquarie initiating coverage, um, that was what twigged um, for my mind that there will start, there probably start to be increasing interest as it gets closer to production and um, and it will start to start to lift up. I mean, this thing comfortably, BKT comfortably traded in the 30s when it was hyped. It's, currently, it's around about the 14 cent mark. So, you know, they're not, it's certainly not um, showing any massive, you know, overvaluation. Um, DY6 is like, is um, largely valid at um, at shell price until the exploration results come out. So there are some neighbouring mines uh, which have found some really good rare earths. Um, LIN was one that um, is nearby, is a neighbouring um, neighbouring tenement um, that's jumped 14 times. So it's um, it's one of those ones where you know obviously you manage your risk. You're not putting your whole portfolio into these things. You just go go small. But um, yeah, right place. You know, good neighbours, um, good quality company. Uh, sorry, good quality um, country in, for, in terms of stability um, and a you know and a uh, battery mineral that's going to be uh, largely needed for you know supply gaps coming in uh, somewhere around the 2030 mark. Mm. 
Great. Mm. That was excellent. Great idea. It's always good to have an alternative to Tesla, isn't it? Because <laughs> it, it is controversial, if nothing else. It is, absolutely. And, you know, cars are a bit of a flippant, um, you know, industry. It's a bit, you know, particularly if the Mercedes and the um, Volkswagens and BMWs of the world start coming in um, and, you know, re like really getting their teeth stuck into the space. I mean, a high-end market is really almost mm. an equivalent of a luxury brand. So, you know, whether... Tesla, Tesla uh, still maintains their their sales numbers when you can buy, you know, mm. a Mercedes version of the same car. I mean, they have got very limited um, like product line, mm. so which is which investors have been incredibly critical of. Um, but in their defence, I think they've probably, um, you know, from start start to finish, they've done it in a lot quicker mm. time than any of those other car companies. So um, I think they're just probably trying to get those, um, you know, that that production really tied up and um, and and stable before they start adding a whole range of other, um, you know, cars to the range. Well, hopefully, if all things go the right way, you'll be able to have an EV for every day of the week. Um, and so <laughs> not, not, not enough lithium in the world for that, apparently. So, so they tell me. Yeah, Mark, really appreciate it. Mark Gardner there from Macro Capital. Thank Cheers. you, Mark. Okay, well, uh, let's push on and just have a look at what's happening overnight because, well, the uh, key macro news that I could find is the Beige Book, which if you're really wonky, it gets, uh, is, is rather interesting. Uh, but I think the big news will be some of the US earnings. And, you know, we are talking about Tetra extensively because the retail trader loves to, uh, you know, be exposed to or at least trade it, I can tell you that much. But a few other names in there too yeah. that might be quite quite interesting. IBM, more a value play for lots of the investors. It actually was performing really well last year. I haven't checked it recently. Uh, slight typo, we've got ASML, which is the oh, that's huge... The, that's the ticker there. Oh, famous. that's the ticker, yeah, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, sorry, apologies for that. No, um, the big Dutch company um, that was spun out of mm. Philips basically produces all the ma machinery that creates the chips. So uh, be interesting to see how they're going. Morgan Stanley, pretty much an asset manager again, a big mover. And uh, we've also got Abbott Laboratories and uh, Airbus. And probably people will be looking that to that to see you know, how Boeing might do as well. So yep, more earnings. More earnings, it uh, shall be very interesting indeed. And uh, going on to tomorrow, uh, New Zealand CPI uh, will be fascinating just on the basis of what it might mean for RBNZ policy, especially as we did see uh, that uh, UK CPI number, which interestingly enough, I have to say, we've just seen the uh, pound pop, 30 pips, it has to be said initially, before giving all of that back and is uh, now lower than where it was prior mm. to the, the move, which is actually interesting. I was talking to a few people today. In fact, it was Peter Dragicevich from Corplay talking about a lot of these CPI releases are having these sort of perverse effects on currencies because it's... Um, raising the odds that central banks will have to hike into a recession. Mm, so mm. maybe there's a dynamic there, but uh, well, we'll wait for New Zealand CPI tomorrow to, to get a better feel on that. Okay, and uh, let's just look at the leaders in Lagarde, starting of course with the leaders and uh, TLX, two days in a row, good, for, yep. good, good news story. It's, uh, they're, they're a good company doing good things, uh, but a bit of actually a, a gold Absolutely. Uh, at the top of the, the market there once again. And we've been saying the only thing that really held up the whole market today, the, the material space, you can see it on the leaders there. Absolutely. Yep. Gold's doing really well. Interestingly, the market really liked those AMP figures. So obviously the outflows haven't been as 
as bad as expected, and uh, I suspect uh, there's some um, some bottom fishing value investors looking looking in there, and Telix, of course, continuing to uh, ride its highs. Yeah, we'll see if they can continue to run, getting back close to that ten dollars per share level again. And we spoke about the cor- corporate news of the day too, AMP. Um, talking about, you know, well, I guess you'd say worse than expected outflow. Well, no, better, better, better than, than expected. expected. So basically their net outflows mm. were $600 million in the March quarter, down from $900 million in the previous corresponding period. And the assets under management, um, they actually increased by $2 billion to $126 billion. Yeah. So, you know, if the new CEO can actually turn AMP around, that would be something because um, it really has been, it's often touted as the worst long-term, you know, disaster stock on the ASX when, you know, when you're discussing, you know, unfortunate bad investments. Yeah, well, we talk about the sort of confidence element of financial markets and um, still haven't recovered from the, the disastrous findings that came out of the, the Royal Commission. Oh, it's of, been of multiple, course. bad yeah. acquisitions, everything. Mm. It's, yeah, it has been totally the wealth destructor. But, you uh, know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. New new minds, new investors, and you probably look at it without the muscle memory of, of the past. Yeah, okay. Well, let's go on to the laggards now and have a look at what's there. And uh, Star Entertainment, another one that continues to disappoint investors. And, uh, well, I suppose we're talking about, and I hope Mark doesn't mind me stealing, the uh, the, the bulls, the bears, and the board uh, for, for our uh, CBO, uh, COP title. Uh, they all have to uh, get the paperwork uh, drawn up before we get him to leave the, 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 the office. Yeah. Uh, but maybe if uh, you are looking for a punt rather than the ASX, Star Entertainment, you can do it there because they're struggling, obviously, with yep. uh, attracting Down-gr- people to yep. the casinos. Yeah, downgraded the earnings to between 280 million to 310 million. Baron Joe is in there to strip out lots of fees. And basically, you know, they didn't listen to the regulators. The regulators warned them and mm. they're coming in and they're suffering the consequences. Um, interesting, Next TC has been on a tear of a run yeah. and had a really, really, you know, good announcement with a new client. So obviously the profit taking is moving into that one. I did see Goldman Sachs came out today with a preferred buy on REA over Domain. Um, I'm mm. not aware of any other news, but maybe some people doing off the, some selling off the back of that. And Lake Resources had also been really, really firm. So some profit taking coming in there. Yeah, and we have been seeing a lot of those kind of uh, plays on the on the leaders or laggards list over the last few days. We spoke extensively yesterday, didn't we, about those that like to get caught in, um, I suppose, the excitement of, uh, of short-term traders, especially in thin markets. But let's uh, get to our favourite part of the episode where we learn about oh, half a dozen new companies. ML Payments. And uh, it was the new CEO, Watson. That's, uh, yep, that's they've got a, yep. So they've got a activist investor on the board and uh, the CEO that had been there for 10 months, she has left and they've got an interim CEO in there. They're basically saying they're cutting costs. Some of the business units are you know, open to be divested. So investors taking heart, that has been a really, really painful, painful stock for investors. And that is where my information sort of, uh, yeah, starts and finishes. Rumble Resources, Lithium, Power International. I'm not across these stocks, but uh, some nice double-digit gains. Yeah, hot chili, I don't know. Agriculture, maybe. Hot chili. Is, that, is, that the, is that the name of Carolina's new app? I'm not too sure. But, uh, I, For the tequila. For the tequila. Uh, let's uh, look at the laggards now. And that keeps popping up at the top of the energy resources. We'll have to, we'll have to look into that because that was uh, double days of fat fingers. Uh, but as you can see, there, we won't go through, through them too extensively. Atlantic Lithium, it uh, well, tells you the story. Just uh, punters out there having to go on a couple of lithium stocks. But 
That will do it for the uh, the small caps, I think. But uh, And I think, fair to say, that'll do it for the day. We'll Absolutely. have plenty to go through tomorrow morning with Tesla's results. Yes. Um, but for now, Mike at a final market check just on where the ASX 200 did close. Do, do, we, do we know where, where um, yep. the, the auction settled? I have it um, 7,365, which is up 5.3 points. All so right. as I said, pretty much on life support today, not much happening. No, yeah, and we tried to uh, add as much uh, hype and interest to, to that as possible, but uh, it, was a, it was a pretty neutral day. But, well, it uh, is holidays at the moment. Everyone's on school holidays, Anzac yes. Day coming up. Yes, but we'll still be there and we'll be with you tomorrow morning, of course. Uh, make sure you uh, get across everything that you need to know on our website and at for all the news and views, of, uh, of course. But uh, have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Cheers. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Yeah.